Stories are run in a cycle on the news to where we almost become sick of them. Crimes and mysteries oftentimes end up never getting answered. Did the family get justice for their loved one? Was the accused even guilty? Welcome to the Aftermath, where we try to answer some of the mysteries we forgot about due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story, The Lizzie Borden Murders. The Backstory on August 4th, 1892, the town of Fall River, Massachusetts, would be the site of one of the most grisly murders in American history. According to LizzieBorden.com, Andrew Borden was one of the richest men in the city of Fall River. Although this was the case, the man forced his family to live economically with no amenities such as gas and water. Their Fall River home sat in the area of town that moderate income earners lived. This embarrassed the Borden daughters, who longed for a better life with more wealthy means. Andrew and Amber Borden were found hacked to death by an axe. The police had almost nowhere to turn in relation to suspects. Who had killed this affluent couple? The police would soon be looking at their own daughter, Lizzie, who reportedly kept changing her story. Did Lizzie Borden kill her father and stepmother? Lizzie was imprisoned for 10 months. Lizzie would soon be standing trial in the 1893 court case that would accuse Lizzie with the brutal killing of both of her parents. Emma and her sister Lizzie were not fans of Amber at all. Andrew had been married to Lizzie's mother up until her death. If Lizzie was the killer, the question has to be asked, why? And if Lizzie wasn't the killer, then who did this on the morning of August 4th? Everyone except for Bridget Sullivan who was employed as a maid for Andrew and Abby Borden, felt more or less better, with exception of the maid, and life was getting back to normal after a family sickness. Andrew Borden left for town. Abby then climbed the stairs to the guest house to make the bed, someone that August morning would follow her. It would be the last time she was heard from again. Andrew Borden would later return from town. He asked Lizzie where Abby had gone, to which Lizzie replied that Mrs. Borden had left the house. According to Lizzie, her stepmother had received a note about a sick friend. Andrew believed Lizzie's story. He sat down on a sofa in the sitting room. This also would be the last time anyone, aside from the killer, would see Lizzie's father alive again. But soon, the sick Bridget Sullivan was awoken by a scream. She had laid down for a nap due to her sickness. It was Lizzie Borden calling for Sullivan and crying that her father was dead. Shortly after the discovery of Andrew Borden's body, Sullivan fled the house to find a doctor. Neighbors began coming over due to Lizzie's screaming and the police were called. The Suspects and Theories Lizzie Borden. Lizzie wasn't fond of Abby. She even called her, quote, Mrs. Borden. She truly believed that Abby married Andrew for his money. It's also noted Lizzie was oddly calm during this whole investigation. For someone who had just lost her parents in such a violent manner, let alone discovered her father's corpse, her calmness was seen as a red flag. The prosecutors actually displayed in the court case Abby and Andrew's skulls. This in turn caused Lizzie to faint. People speculate this move backfired and gave Lizzie sympathy, resulting in her eventual acquittal. How did Lizzie's acquittal come to fruition? Her dress had zero blood on it. From the incredibly gruesome scene of her parents' bodies, it's clear that Lizzie would have been covered in blood from the murders. However, when the police came to investigate, Lizzie was in a clean blue dress. 
Even Bridget confirmed that Lizzie's dress was clean at the time of Andrew's body being discovered. However, did she change it before screaming? Her family friend, Alice Russell, tried to convict Lizzie on this theory. Quote, I went into the kitchen and I saw Miss Lizzie at the other end of the stove. I saw Miss Emma at the sink. Miss Lizzie was at the stove, and she had a skirt in her hand. And her sister turned and said, What are you going to do? And Lizzie said, I'm going to burn this old thing up. It's covered in paint. That bit of testimony got Lizzie arrested. This, however, was a custom back in that time. Other suspects. John Morse. He was the brother of Andrew's first wife and the mother of Lizzie and Emma Borden. Lizzie's maternal uncle, who rarely met with the family after his sister died, but that night he had slept in the house right before the murders. According to law enforcement, Morse, quote, provided an absurdly perfect and over-detailed alibi for the death of Abby Borden, end quote. There is another theory that Lizzie, Emma, and John conspired to the murders as well. New suspect. Bridget Sullivan was in the house at the time of the murders, and it's speculated that she may have helped Lizzie in some way and or was the only killer. The theory is that Bridget murdered the whole the theory is Bridget murdered them in retaliation for being ordered to clean the windows on such a hot day. On the day of the murders, there were dozens of people coming in and out of the house, and rumor has it that Bridget was seen leaving the house with a bundle. And another line of speculation suggests that Lizzie and Sullivan were having an affair, which somehow led to murders. Some think that Andrew's, quote, illegitimate son, William, committed the crime, and that Lizzie and Emma conspired to cover up his involvement. Others believe that the two sisters plotted the murder together. It was noted as a possible suspect by writer Arnold Brown, who surmised in his book Lizzie Borden, The Legend, The Truth, The Final Chapter, that William tried and failed to extort money from his father. However, author Leonard Ribello did extensive research on William Borden in Brown's book and was able to prove that he was not Andrew Borden's son. The Final Suspect A Total Stranger Neighbors reported seeing a stranger knocking on the door of the Bordens' house the morning of the murders. If so, who was this stranger? The Aftermath Despite the acquittal, Borden was ostracized by the Fall River Society. Her name was again and again brought into public eye, especially when she was caught shoplifting in 1897 in Providence, Rhode Island. The sisters lived peacefully together in Fall River until 1904, when Lizzie Borden, now calling herself, quote, Lizbeth, met an actress named Nance O'Neill. The pair formed a strong bond. Some speculate they were lovers, but Emma did not approve of their relationship. The two, year, two years after Lizzie met Nance, Emma moved out of the house that she shared with Lizzie. As for Lizzie Borden, she lived out the rest of her life in a in relative quiet and privacy. She died in 1927 at the age of 67, taking anything she knew about the murders to her grave. Nearly a century after the death, people are still debating and speculating whether or not she killed her mother and stepfather, stepfather her stepfather and her father and stepmother. At the time of her death, Borden was worth over $250,000, equivalency of five 
equivalent to almost $5 million in 2022. In 1948, the House of the Murders, a.k.a. Lizzie Borden's house, was bought by the grandparents of Martha McGinn, <coughs> who inherited the house. Martha's grandparents purchased the house on August 4, 1948. According to Martha McGinn, the room where Lizzie's stepmother was murdered, Abby Borden, is the, quote, most requested room in the bed and breakfast. The Fall River Historical Society promotes the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast as a tourist attraction. Swansea resident Donald Fadabine says that in 1998 she had a dream in which Emma Borden, sister of Lizzie Borden, admitted to killing her father and stepfather in the famous hatchet murders of 1892 in Fall River. March 28, 2019 Season 3, Episode 10, Paranormal Research Show, Kindred Spirits, with Amy Bruni, Adam Barry, and Ship Coffee are the first paranormal investigators to enter Maplecroft, Lizzie's mansion. The house was listed for sale in 2021 and was sold to Lance Zale for $2 million. Zale stated he would keep the property operating as a bed and breakfast and hoped to expand the business to include Lizzie Borden's themed activities in the future. 2021, 2021, 48 Hours runs a piece entitled, quote, Did a suspect hide blood evidence in plain sight, in which they speculate Lizzie Borden was on a period. 2021, Maplecraft, the house where she lived until her death, was for sale. The owners of the Lizzie Borden Museum, Donald Wood and Leanne Wilbur, purchased the mansion from Bates in 2018, for $600,000, according to the Herald News. Special thanks to all this interesting.com, alexmatsuo.com, CBS News, the Herald News, lizzieborden.com. Will the crime of the Lizzie Borden murders ever truly be solved, or will it remain a mystery? For the aftermath, I'm your host, Daniel Hudson. Catch you next time. (laughs) 